God bless. I am Reaper. I am saved. I'm Eddie. Yeah, you are actually. <laughs> well, I will be maybe in a few minutes. <laughs> Should we tease that or? I think we just did. Yes. Just change the lyrics. It'll be okay. Depending on who you talk to, I guess. Yeah. So we got a great show lined up here. Ben Von Stein from Exumer will be conducting an interview with them. That's very cool. Yeah. And then the later most on, stressful thing I've ever done in my entire life. Today, anyway. That, that wasn't the most stressful. No, it wasn't. No, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> it, it was, For the show, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, mainly just keeping a straight face. <laughs> yeah. So, stay tuned in. And not that this is a live show, so I don't even know if people pick and choose segments. Yeah. Or just listen to the whole thing. But if you do do that... Stay around the whole time because, and do it for every other episode too because we got great stuff every time. Plus, we spend a lot of time fucking doing it. So listen to the goddamn thing. Wait, no sleepers are good though. But uh, Eddie will be consulting with a Christian helpline. I was questioning my faith out there, guys. I, you know, because being that my name's Eddie Satan and all, I was I was once in heaven, I was cast down apparently, or at least some of my relatives way back when and you know, so I I, I just I, I don't want to burn in a lake of fire for eternity, so I called a number to find out what was going on with that. Yes. Because heavy metal music. All total seriousness that I did that, there was no pun intended. <laughs> and it was a very serious conversation. It actually was, but yeah, it was. It kind of was. Behind the scenes, it wasn't at the same time. But yes, tune into that. It's fucking great. <laughs> I, I I almost don't know how to approach it at this point in time because it's fresh. We just did it, so we, I haven't edited it down yet. I mean, what? We don't edit. What, what's, what's awesome, <laughs> Reaper, is, is you missed it. One of God's creatures was outside getting rained on. I saw through the camera from the dungeon basement up. Well, that's a very good point, Eddie, because if anyone hears trickling rain, that is because God's great earth is Grace. being blessed. It's being with wetted. The, the fruit and the, the hydration. <laughs> it's it's, of it's his dropping wonderf- its seed onto the ground. <laughs> right, right. His wonderful acidic rain <laughs> is coming down right now. And we have the windows open because, hey, it's really hot in this studio and we're really cheap and can't afford air conditioning because... Well, no one listens send to Send us the, money. Yes, Fuck because... It, send us money. Yes, well, that's the <laughs> thing that I actually money. want to mention is, hello, new listeners on Stitcher, YouTube, Mixcloud, and wherever the hell this website or the podcast is available. But I want to tell everyone that, yes, if you listen to it on a means to where the playlist is not available, go to our website, which is available at all those websites. But in case you're too lazy for that, it is hellsheadbangers.com slash hellcast. That is directly our website, and there is a playlist with links to all those bands to where you can purchase that or find out more information. But, you know, that's what makes Hellcast able to happen, so... If you care about us being in this hot studio and listening to the Lord's wonderful rain <laughs> cool us off, then that's, right. that's cool. But if you want us to be silent and have very, very nice production atmosphere where you don't have rain in the background, then buy that stuff. All right, folks. Out now on Hell's Headbangers on the 20th anniversary of their first EP, Sing a Hell Blasphemers and Piety Blast You to the Past with the Vengeance Hell in Memorial 
compilation. A special gatefold vinyl edition courtesy of new label home, Hell's Headbangers. The aptly titled Vengeance Hell Immemorial collects 15 tracks from Impiety's cultist, most sought-after releases. Comes in a gatefold jacket with UV spot gloss and with a large 18 by 24 poster pressed on traditional black vinyl and red vinyl with splatter. How'd they get the splatter? Digital download is also available, but buy the fucking record. And fueled by sex, drinks, and Satan, intoxicated me are coming to terrorize your vinyl collection with their rock and roll hell patrol out now on vinyl pressed on traditional black vinyl and half and half colored vinyl don't forget your intoxicated t-shirt and if you type in the word hell patrol all one word as a discount code when you're checking out of your shopping cart at hellsheadbangers.com, you will receive 10% off the Impiety LP or Intoxicated's LP and CD. That's Hell Patrol, H-E-L-L-P-A-T-R-O-L, in the discount code section on the Hell's Headbangers website when you are checking out of your shopping cart. Can I use that too? No. <laughs> I think so. So... A random fucking thought because why I have I don't know if I'm the only you weird never have any strange person out there, but I collect my thoughts every once in a while. And I don't. and I was kind of pondering the playlist of sorts for this show, and it just dawned upon me that there's certain genres of metal that we don't exactly cover. And I was asking myself, well, why? And one of them was folk metal. Does anyone other than women and Eastern Europeans actually like folk metal <laughs> because and then i'm not ripping so, on it i don't know when it came about or anything i remember the first time i personally heard of it at all used in a phrase and it was like for the band fin troll and then i heard it's like yeah because you know that like they play play folky metal and it's just like that sounds like the dumbest thing ever <laughs> you know and i'm not ripping on it which obviously yeah, sounds like are. i are <laughs> i am but you don't I'm, understand it, it. I understand it. I get it. And I can see one's liking to it. But I think it almost kind of sets a different bar. It's like, dude, this is I, I don't even know if metal could be labeled to it at this point. Why don't we just call it heavy folk or, you know, it's it stays in the folk section with, you know, it's folk with heavy guitar. Why does metal have to claim? Because I'm not very familiar with it. Like I think of Blackmore's Night or whatever when I hear that term, which that is, I guess, heavy I don't know what that is. Well, good. Allow yourself to get educated along with anyone else. I will. Oblivious. But I remember, you know, I also heard like that. A popular example is like Children of Bodom and every. Oh, fucking, that stuff. Everyone, every folk metal fans probably like giving me the finger right now and going, "That's not folk metal." But to my perception, it was like someone. It was labeled that, and that's what it was introduced to me. And maybe that's why I don't like folk metal because I certainly don't like that band. But I was listening, and I was like, man. But th- this, this is, like, really gay. And I don't mean shitty by saying gay. I mean, honestly, the sense of the word gay. <laughs> Happy? It's, 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 yeah, it's just really, ah, la, la, you know? You know, you just, like, want to, like, not that that's bad, but you just want to, like, grab a mug of beer and, like, I just imagine, like, a bunch of dudes around a fire, like, oh, no, no, like, a bunch of, like, Russian dudes just, like, ah, oh, Or German guys stuff. with lederhosen. Or that, yeah, or, or, like, wearing the suspenders and stuff, but... Yeah, I just that's why and that's why I say Eastern Europeans and and Scandinavians for that, but not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying there was. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> here's Fintrol. And Will's Willow. 
You know, I want to dance. They, they call it metal because it's got the heavy, distorted guitar. That, that's a kind of... Well, why don't they call it folk that has the heavy, distorted that, guitar? That, well, and that's with all these genres. Well, I'm always kind of bitching about it. It's like, fuck, who, know, who gives a shit? I mean, and, and of but course, like, people, can just, people can dissect my point and be like, well, why don't they call it, you know... Uh, Folk metal. Wait, no, they no, do. no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't they call it, you know, uh, something, something kind of music with a piano and say with heavy guitar, you know, or, you know, you can obviously flip it as much as possible. And, I, and, and the, the fact of the matter is, is I, I, I say it like that because, I mean, it's fucking lead with folky kind of stuff, yeah. with flutes and stuff. So it's like, why is metal claiming it? Why isn't folk claiming it? You know, I think there's more elements of well, that. Well, I bet it's because the guys and girls that are doing it are more metal fans, and they they maybe also like folk. They bring them together. Maybe. So they're, and, and they're like, well, if we call this heavy folk, nobody's going to like it. But if we call it fucking folk metal, then there's metal fans that might go, huh, let me listen, and folk fans that go, huh. That's, I, I'm not doing that. I'm just, maybe that's their no, thought No, you know what? Process. We are doing that. I fucking hate folk metal. I think... Is for fucking jackasses. How about that? Why are we apologizing for every well, little thing? I was, I was apologizing. <laughs> I know. I'm apologizing. Jo- I was. <laughs> what the? See, now you put words in my mouth. I got me all confused. I'm just joking. Are you a woman over there arguing with me? <laughs> but the question does stand. Honestly, after even hearing that, don't you kind of wonder? Like, this is a womanly thing. I don't think womanly. I just. I. I don't think anything of it other than it's just like it. it my explanation I gave was how I feel why they call it folk metal. They're metal fans. They also like folk. Hey, let's bring them together and do our thing and drink beer like you said because that's what I picture too. I picture St. Patty's Day down, you know, downtown Cleveland. No, no, they're that drinking sort of mead. They drink mead. Oh, okay. Because well, you got to get old school, man. And then they wear like, you know, like... Like fucking- Trapper Keeper mead, M-E-A-D. No. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I know what mead is. I and, had but, one one but night. Then, at- and, they, and then they uh, like wear like fox skins and stuff. And, yeah. And dance yeah. at the shows and wield swords and stuff. And, you know, whatever, if that's your thing, but... I just I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't pick I, I are men involved in that I just I'm just asking I'm sure they are I, if if I wanted <laughs> to listen sure. to like folky non Eastern European I, I wouldn't bring in heavy metal into that I I don't care for it but that's I, it's like just give me metal or give me folky music I've just been wondering why metal claims everything that's somewhat heavy you know like oh this is metal core so it's like well why can't I don't this- think metal's claiming it I think the people are claiming metal good point. you know what I mean good point good point see that's why we brought it up Eddie see that he right. just answered my question people claim it as metal <laughs> metal doesn't claim it metal's fucking just there it's, it's a label and obviously looking at Reaper CD collection I'm guessing 99% of that is actual metal whether it's it's Judas Priest Nunslaughter Sodom getting I just turned 40 I can barely read some of that Overkill, you know that that's metal. But you start bringing in the, you know, then it's like that's ah, not so right, much right, metal. Right. It's it's got the heavy guitars and the guy going, and I think that's more folk than it is metal. But the people go, huh, this is folk metal because they want that metal moniker, I guess. And it's I can't blame them because fucking metal is awesome. Whether it's fucking, <laughs> you know, I and I know these people that are listening to folk metal are going, fuck yeah. And anybody out there listening, like fuck yeah, I I go fuck, I don't get it, but. Awesome for you, and if it gives you power and it makes you feel good, it gives a shit. Call it fucking shit metal. I, I well, that's the but that was the point. Yeah, yeah. precisely. It's just kind of like well, metal's claiming too many things, or people claiming metal too much. It's like why don't we just that's heavy folk, you know? That's folk with a guitar. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess folk probably has a guitar, but not. 
Yeah, they have guitar so- sources. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I think the point is driven, you know, and then and metalcore. Like, what? You know, so why doesn't insert this is crap? Or know, hard metal it, instead of. Yeah, I, all this know. shit, you know, all the genres. Well, yeah. Like, I think the genres could be easily classified if the proper entities would claim the right goddamn music instead well, of giving, hey, you know, that's got a heavy guitar in there and it's got folk. Well, you, 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 you know what? I'm pointing to be here, folks. Sorry. Um, We'll talk like, 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 like a band, like a band, like uh, like Necrofilth. I, I have a hard time figuring out exactly what the hell they are. There's death metal. I hear like a See, almost like a, a punk attitude to it. You See, know, that's the thing though. That's that is um, an established um, quartet or band of the same style of instruments, right? Within right. one another, you know, it isn't like well, folk. You know, it's got flutes and. Who the fuck knows what? Right, right. You know, in it were punks, guitar, bass, drums, vocals, metal, guitar, bass, drums, vocals, sometimes keyboards sometimes, and stuff, yeah. you know, and people argument that argue that and so, so on and so forth. So it's, that's kind of where my point is like, well, you know, I, I can see the confusion in that and that's why you own up to that. But to be like, well, why would you say there's death metal, there's speed metal, there's thrash metal, but that's acceptable. But then folk metal, what the fuck? You know, they're just trying to it's like, well, no, but now now we're now we're involving instruments. That's the very thing that makes it metal and so on and so forth. And, and that's probably why And my point with the necrofilth is it's hard to categorize that as one type of metal. It's it's definitely heavy metal. It's fucking awesome. But like or punk. Or punk, no yeah. There's or definitely hard, that kind I of. Know, I mean, hard, even see, I don't know what the difference between hardcore and punk. I couldn't. Tell I, you. I, I can tell you difference when I hear it, but I couldn't put it in the words. It's, it's and that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's like who gives a shit what it's called? But I, I get what, what Reaper's saying over here. What about but, over there? Uh, well, when you're over there, I don't. I agree with it so much. <laughs> and we pointed that there's a rainstorm out there or something. But um, <laughs> he's, he's better it, in the rain. <laughs> I, I just think that these that people in general like to say metal because they know how powerful metal is, and you know, and, and what's the best way to get? Well, of course, you and I are very cynical these days. Somebody goes, I, "There's a new metal band," and you know, a lot yeah. of people go, "Yeah, let's hear it." And then maybe you and I are like, uh. "Yeah," and and you know, and speaking of which, I was researching for the show. And, you know, a lot of times I look through magazines. Honestly, it's the best way to get some fuel for Hustler. No. (laughs) Metal magazines. And, you know, you're looking through there. And this might be very contrary to the, I don't know, overall emphasis of this show. But, you know, I'm just going to be frank. You know, I'm looking through this guy. If you're Frank, can I be Charlie? Yeah. And (laughs) if you're going to be Eddie, can I be Reaper? Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm looking through it. And, you know, just looking at numerous articles, everything's like new this, new that. Check out what. Any EW new or. No, any- yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The proper sense of the word. None of that is bullshit. You know, yeah. Why is why is improper spelling trying to take metal too? you know? I'm, you know, looking through this and, you know, it's the new such and such, the new this and that. And then it's like, you know, the, the new, guys, like band records, you mean? Yeah. And then, you know, and this is what, you know, Joe Blow has to say about this and like random quotes. And I honestly, I, I, I started to get really warm and just fucking started to feel like shit. It's just like, I, 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 I just don't care. I, I really don't care. Yeah. You know, of, about a all lot this of the shit. shit that's promoted. Well, go ahead. And then well, I'll... it's just it's commercial. It's just commercial shit. Right. Just like I, I just don't care. Like all these fucking you, know, you, you know, you know, the the new insert band name here album of death, old school death. It's like I, that's not exciting, man. I've heard this a zillion times. And, you know, and that's why we, I, we keep the fucking playlist open for such and such bands but you know for me to sit here and say hey you know I, i'm a fan of everything we play like that would be a lie well, yeah yeah 
And, but, and, you know, I'm, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let my opinion intercept someone else's enjoyment. The the, the sake of the show is for people to discover stuff. And with that being a, a kind of an overly drawn out tangent and explanation, you know, exactly. submit your stuff. <laughs> I'm not ragging on. I'm just saying my personal shit. You know, how many times are you gonna hear another old school death metal band? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly listening, but you, you know what it part, is? You're kind of worn out. Nine times out of ten, I think when when it's being promoted in a larger magazine, say or yeah, on the internet that's being driven by money and corporations and it's it's not being driven by the bands and the actual sometimes they suck bands in and they push it out now sometimes something gets promoted and i won't say any big name bands because it, it doesn't matter you like what you like and there's been some promoting of some bands here recently that i was excited about but then when i would see them in certain magazines i'd be like oh fuck but then i was talking to we'll keep it on the down low but there yes. was there's was, there's was, there was a friend of ours a new uh, midnight record that eddie heard that hell sebbings we put putting out later in the year but <laughs> athenar's take on it was he, he wanted no fanfare he just wanted it to come out which totally respectful because then there's no anticipation you don't start getting expectations because i know a lot of times when a record's coming out and and it's promoted to to death you're just like oh this is gonna be fucking awesome and then you get it and you're like ah Oh. Yeah, and that wasn't exactly the point I was trying to make there because um, we've kind of covered that, and it's just obvious that what our stance would be on it. But even in a smaller sense, and I don't know where I, if it's just where I'm at at this point in time, but I, or I think a lot of other people is like you just you get to a point where it's just like, man, this is an overload. It's like you know you're looking for something a little more unique because it's like you know I've heard this a zillion times. I've, I've heard the the scream bloody gore duplicates or you know the morbid tales duplicates i you know you've, you've heard it a zillion times if it's in a small you know presentation within a diy magazine it's just kind of like i'm not fully interested so with that being said though i'm not saying don't submit your shit <laughs> i lost faith in hellcast but i know i think it's pretty honest it, it's it, it's honest but you know there is new stuff that gets you excited but when there's when there's it's the same kind of way that it's presented and it, you know when there's a big fanfare instead of just going here just fucking listen to this i have is that what's kind of in my peripheral Peripheral, what is it? Peripheral, per, per, peripheral, peripheral vision right. of new music. I keep an eye on stuff. Do I full heartedly pay attention between my job, Hellcast, and people just submitting stuff and just kind of like it just kind of goes without having to make any effort that I'm around it. So. You know, I don't really need to put a prime focus. Had I had the option, I still probably wouldn't because it's like, yeah, you just I, I've, I'm not exactly prone and overly excited. Now I'm geared towards hearing shit that might be like a lost long gem from back when. And Sebastian right. was on the show last time and he's guilty of introducing me to a lot of obscure favorites of mine because he did a zine and he has all the original demo tapes that they sent for review and i often often said that it's more fun to listen to a demo tape than it is demo cdr or like a link you know like nowadays it's just so boring you know here's a here's this ass piece of paper that i might as well just wipe then, my fucking ass with they that took, has, it, yeah it, it took it took a bit more to do that yeah and so I was more excited with that. And so this could be a potential lead on segment. I don't fucking know. I don't care. But today I wanted to, rather than just playing random bullshit, I thought it'd be cool because there was some stuff that was like, hey, you know, I wanted to hear it. I hadn't heard it in a while. I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to play it on Hellcast. And one of the things that's always been something I've always done, and maybe there's some weirdo out there that can relate, is I've all, I'm, I'm very particular 
particular about my fucking recording qualities and sounds and stuff and, and a lot of stuff that's Tampa, Florida death Folks, metal. Folks, he is, oh, he's a pain in the ass to work with. God damn it. <laughs> Did I, fuck, I wasn't supposed to. No. But a lot, a, lot of sh- good. a lot of shit that's just really like mastered in a way that's really fucking boring. Like I would take it myself, load it in, and I would like master it myself. That way I could have my own version, the one that I would enjoy. Like, oh, I like this now. You know, it, needed, it just needed that punch or something. Like, you know, the master job. You needed like the bass guitar turned up more. Or- well, that would be a mix. That would be, yeah, you can't do that in a, in a. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much. But uh, so I mean, just here's some random shit that I was just gonna play. So rather than just going off to, hey, this is such and such, and here's a random thing, just some stupid crap that I dug up out of my CDs of digitized tapes. But this is a band from uh, Missouri. This is Vacant Grave, and it's kind of sort of all over the place, like really crazy, but yet it's cool because it's like thrashy and good. And the funny fucking thing is on the back, their band photo is from Olin Mills. Do you remember Olin, Olin Mills? It was an old like uh, photography studio. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd get. I remember. Like I remember the, the names. I would I, get. I couldn't tell you what I would get. Like is, I, I have like family portraits. Was that, there. Is that the shit that came into your school? Maybe I'm. I, it might have been. It might have been for yearbook, but I definitely specifically remember like getting like family pictures o, taken. O W E N Mills. Owen. No. Olin Mills. O-L-A-A-N. Yeah. Olin Maybe. Mills. Yeah, yeah. I, and like Sears and shit had it. So I remember going there as a kid, though. Like we'd get our like class photo or just whatever, you know, your mom wanted you to take. Like, that would be the place to go. So My on the back, so on the back of the vacant pictures. grave, <laughs> on the back of the vacant grave album, there's a band photo and it has the little Olin Mills emblem in the corner. So it just cracked me up because especially because the, <laughs> they went, it's a metal band. It's a metal <laughs> band. Went there. But then, yeah, and they went there and then the, the, the drummer shirt. I don't know. Maybe it's in my collective thoughts where I'm just kind of like there was a point in time where they they drove there because no shoes, no shirt, no service <laughs> shows up. All right. We're ready to take the picture. Hold on a second. Rips off his shirt. <laughs> like I just this goes through my head. That's, that's and then the they, guitar player looks exactly identical to Owen Wilson. I'm not kidding you. I'm going to pull one out. Was, was he the brunette or the blonde br- Wilson? Oh, brother. he's the blonde. And yeah, he looks like Owen Wilson with freaking long hair. I'm going to pull this out. And, and, I don't even need to point it out who's Owen Wilson. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Owen Wilson? Oh, I see the. Oh, dude, yeah, I do know that. My <laughs> my high, my senior year in high school picture, and I know others have had that right. on. Dude, Isn't and, that hilarious? Dude, and I got. Oh, my God. That, I got to post that but online. But you know what? You know what? That That's what gives shit like this character. Because I know. It's t- fucking Today, great. I mean, granted. How are you going to do it? Like, they're uh, just like, hey, I got my, my school photo there. Like, let's go to Owen Mills. <laughs> but, you know, granted, today, we, we you know, use digital fucking movies and, and cameras for the shit we do but you know that's what gives stuff from back then so much character because it, it's all analog you know photos recordings yeah. and, and that's where I think it's neat for like yeah, you know, in a nerdy sort of way yeah it, it, it's just accidental too it's just kind of like the way of going about it you know we need a photo but let's go to Olin Wills we got a fucking white background and there was probably like some you know kid getting his kid that's why those old school monster <laughs> movies are so awesome because it's a dude in a suit stomping a model city you know yeah so at, 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 at any rate, this is Vacant Grave with Premature Burial.
was vacant grave with Owen Wilson playing guitar. <laughs> you know, and this is classic rock, ninety six point six. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, there we go. Like I said, how I would like take shit and master it myself to my own liking because it needed this or that. Because that album was is like when you listen to the regular album, it's just like so low and just like not in your face. So it was just like fuck. So I just, I mean, I I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I did it. So if anyone's like listens to that, going like, what the fuck? That's why. But um, you know, if I was to do it nowadays, it would probably sound a hell of a lot better. But and and then another band like I probably got not. But that was a CD that I got. And so the, I had some tapes that, you know, you Sebastian know, gave me a whole freaking bag of tapes. Do I know what? It's totally off subject, but it's kind of neat how different song titles or different phrases will come up again. Like as soon as you premature, premature burial. burial, I totally thought repugnant. And I was like, wait a minute. Let me think. For, no, that's not something mm-hmm. they covered. But anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's just fucking cool. But one of the things, too, and there's the next thing I want to play. Um is you know it's just his bag of this bag of tapes I had you know like I said I, like I was just a kid at Christmas and then you know and then I've if equally at one point had a lot of like CDR demos and I just you just didn't I didn't give a shit you know to listen to it. I don't I don't know why uh, but needless to say I I went about transferring them digitized them and when I did so I was like man this doesn't sound so good like at the time I didn't realize that it was a technique to put the bass in one speaker and the guitar in another speaker so this demo came about i was like man it would sound better if it was up front so i went about and made it up front and so here's my version of it so if anyone that knows this is familiar with any of this you can that's why (laughs) but uh this is a band that honestly you know if you hear the shrieking vocals that sound much like razor or something in crucify morals it actually isn't exactly an influence from razor for me because I never really was that gigantic of a fan to even really be that influenced to even want to do it because of that. It was actually because of Malicious Onslaught with um, Beyond Evil that we're going to play. And you will hear in the midsection why I say that Razor wasn't exactly my influence and this band was my influence. So, And maybe someday you can tell us how to do the screech. Oh!
what's awesome about 80s recordings or analog recordings what we were talking about earlier like the with the Owen Olin Mills on the bottom here <laughs> like the guitars sounded like guitars the bass sounded like even if it was a little muddy because the recording or the the quality of the tape because you played it so awesome there's something about those older recordings that just have so much character and so just ferocious ferocity yeah (laughs) there's a certain feel you get from it well there was a production quality that everyone was trying to clone much like today right but i also think though too there's like a bottom middle and top to recording sounds or qualities or whatever i've had this argument before um with another demo connoisseur of sorts and saying how well the demo is more brutal it sounds way more extreme than the fucking album it's just like no because the demo was in a way cheating because it was recorded on a boom box so of course the harshness of the sound is there because the speaker was blown it wasn't a proper environment it wasn't properly capturing what was going on at that if you were standing there in that crowd it wouldn't have sounded like that but you're using a lesser uh, means of technology to capture that so that added the harshness not to say that there wasn't no harshness to be be there but it wasn't the honest representation so then i would say like there's stuff, a certain character i think it yeah has, so that, then i would say like there was studio quality for 70 late 70s up to 90s and maybe the invention of triggers and stuff really then definitely convoluted it and fucked it up so maybe Basically not so much. when they were still recording analog, like reel to reel stuff. Well, even triggers were around then. But, you know, whatever year that was, the point's going to be driven. Uh, that was more or less the reality years. Like, you couldn't manipulate it as much. You couldn't really manipulate the sounds and all that. So that was the honest representation. So if you were extreme there, you were extreme anywhere. That's what That was where I give credit to now. Everything, you can do anything. Anything's fake. I mean, fuck, there's a radio show that had... A, a certain phone call that never even existed. It's the same people talking to them themselves, but it's technology that makes that you know happen. <laughs> I don't know who do that could have been. I, I don't know either. Fuck that was. And but the same thing exists in music. That, and hell, I mean, we're guilty say, of it too, though. So there's the productions now. It's just it's so fake that like you could sell one way on a record and it's going to be on a different thing. So in that long tangent of shit, I, I I see why everyone gears back to that and why you even made that point. Why it's organic and stuff because. In, in, to my theory exactly, it's because that was the era where things were honest. You couldn't do anything flashy. You couldn't do anything to where it was too shitty, and it couldn't truly capture that, so it would be a mask, whether good or bad, towards the recording. Then it got to where it was. That's what it is exactly to a T. That what you hear with your ears is what you would hear with the record, with the moderation of production when you put it all together because it's tracked and all that crap. And then to now, where you could just do any fucking thing. But <laughs> speaking of true, honest guitar sounds, this was something that took me because it's got probably the shittiest guitar sound, one <laughs> of them that I've ever heard. And then I found out, I was like, whoa, they have an album. I, and I sought it out. It was an LP. I was excited. It was good, but it just wasn't the same because the guitar sounded good. I, I've got a question for you while you're talking about guitar sounds. Nuclear Assault's first record. Good, good or bad guitar sound. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's got character. I've had people yeah, tell me it sucks and it's shitty. And well, like, it doesn't. It, it's not. It sounds like its own self. Right, right. And and so does this. And here's Penetrator with Happy Beers Day.
Mem Von Stein, vocalist for Exumer. Mem, it's been a long time since I talked to you, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Starting with The Current, what brought about a full reunion of Exumer? Since there was a brief reunion, which I believe you played, uh, was it Vakken or it was a big fest? Yeah, yeah, I was locked in 2001. So what brought about uh, yeah. a full reunion, though, then to go on and do a new album? Um, basically, after the Vakken thing, everybody went their separate ways. Ray and Bernie did this rock project called September, and I did my band in New York called Sunsets. And um, around 2007, Paul came, and Paul is the singer who uh, sang on uh, Rising from the Sea the second humor record. Mm. And Paul and I, we've been friends since 1985. And he came and visited uh, in New York over Halloween, I think it was 2007. I hadn't seen him at that point for about 15 years, some some crazy number of years. And we connected really profoundly. It was really a good time. When he left, I was really, really kind of sad and and I was thinking about, like, wow, how can I... He was in Hawaii. He was native from Hawaii. And, like, thinking about how can I see this guy again? I don't want to wait another 15 years or whatever. And at the same exact same time, Ray um, left that rock project and he wasn't doing anything. So in 2008, I called up Paul and I said, listen, bro. I've got an idea. How about we get the band back together? And both of us going to be in there. Both of us going to sing. And you're going to play guitar. Because he's originally, he's actually a kick-ass guitar player. He went to GIP back in the late 80s. He um, had Marty Friedman from Megadeth actually, uh, you know, he worked with him. And he's a really good, sick guitar player. And then I called Ray, and because Ray and I started the humor in 1985 anyway. And I never do anything without Ray because him and I are basically a band. So I called him up and I said, listen, I know you're not doing anything. What do you think about this? Instead of like doing like a tour or a few records, let's just go all out, full on, just not a reunion, just get the band back together and be just a touring band and, and, and a recording band. And he was like all for it. In 2008, right when my band Thunder Sense um, last record dropped, I announced the reunion with Zoomer. And, um, and then we started working immediately. And then um, that's how it came about. Basically just a bunch of friends missing each other because Ray was in Germany, I lived in New York, and Paul was in the white. Paul stayed with us for a good year or so, but then it just became too much the demands of traveling and actually getting together and recording and all that stuff. So that's the story. (laughs) And between your departure from Exumer, most metalheads may not be aware that you were still actively doing music, however more material, Um, you know, along different musical paths. So I left Exumer in 86, late 86, right around right after I guess my fire dropped actually mm-hmm. and then uh, I came and I came to the States for the first time I had some friends in New York I came and played uh, in this band in upstate New York and, and we were hanging out in the city as well that was like in 87 and that's when I got introduced to like a lot of New York hardcore a lot of hip hop 
a lot of stuff that was just kind of really raw and really kind of new, you know, um, at the time. And then when I went back to Germany, I formed a band called Sobic Instinct, and it had a, a, a ton of hardcore influence. It was like a crossover project, basically. It was like metal and chromats or something. And then after that, I got really interested in doing like more technical stuff. And I had this little band called Alt Rights, which basically uh, was a drummer phobic instinct and myself and two other guys. And that went on for a couple of years. And after that, I mean, with both of those projects, we recorded records, but they were nowhere near on the scale of the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, when it was popular, it was smaller. But the Phobic Instinct record could have blown up. But it, it was, uh, we were assigned to No Remorse Records at the time, which um, they had like Blind Guardian and Grinder and some other bands. But we, the, the, the record just got shoved and, and uh, we went to Berlin, recorded for two weeks, and then the record was never released. And with the rights, we did like a self-financed EYI um, project. We put it out ourselves. After the rights, I ended up calling Bernie and Ray from Exumer. And we were talking about like what we could do musically because we still we, we remained friends. It was never when I left Exuma, it was more because of personal stuff and you know me just wanting to try other stuff uh, in terms of music and just expand uh, out of the realm of metal. But we remained friends, so they got into all kinds of other music too, like industrial music in the early '90s, and I got more and more sucked into hip hop stuff. At the point when Ray and Bernie and I connected, we said, how about we will come up with a band that will have incorporate all these things that we like, industrial, metal, and some hip-hop stuff. And then we founded this band called Chumongous Chungus. Mm-hmm. And that got signed to Noise, Noise Records, and then later on to Sony. So I ended up doing records, you know, for a major, actually. And the second record we did for uh, Sony, working on this fungus, again got shelved. And then that's how I ended up going to college here in the U.S. because I just got so disillusioned with the whole business and the whole industry. And having been a founding member of the band, was it strange to see Exumer carry on and do, you know, Rising from the Sea without you? It was, but also it wasn't, again, when I left, we didn't talk for about two weeks. And then we just kind of started talk, talking to each other and calling each other. And, you know, I would actually end up going to rehearsals with Paul. I think I might have been there for the first rehearsal that Paul actually uh, sang and, and played bass. It really was more like two weeks of bad blood and then it was like, all right, forget about this. It's it just take out, you know? Yeah. So, hence, you know, Paul, Ray, and I reforming Zoomer after like 20 something years. I mean, but I. I found Exuber, it was out of a deep love for thrash metal or any kind of extreme music from, you know, back in those days. And I had a very clear vision uh, about what I wanted to do. But then in the process of getting that band together, we just became great friends. It was a very defining time. When we were growing up, we didn't know that we were part of something big, like consciously. Mm-hmm. We knew something was happening, and we're just kind of on that ride. We're just taking, you know, we're, we're, we're all on the roller coaster, and we're just kind of like, let's see where it goes. 
But we didn't really know that bands like Metallica will sell millions and millions of records and then they'll be like a tour that's called the Big Four. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, so when Metallica would come to, to Europe, I remember vividly picking them up at the airport in Frankfurt and they didn't even have enough money to buy themselves a pizza. So wow. we bought them food and shit. You know, like, so we were part of all that, but having said all that, I mean, the best thing that came out of that was, was our friendship that lasted for now, like, over 25 years. Now that the band is back, to my understanding, it's really not too many people from uh, the Rising from the Sea era. So it, would you play songs from that record live? It has some fan favorites on that record as well. Oh, yeah. We play, uh, we always play Winds of Death. We play I Dare You, Decimation, usually. So we play two or three cuts from that. And who's all involved so, with um, the band now? Basically, I mean, from the original lineup, it's Ray and I. And now we have um, Tony, uh, Anthony, um, he is, uh, he's from New York. He used to, uh, he produced a couple of my um, Tone Defense projects. The first, the very first EP and the last album. Mm-hmm. He also played uh, bass in Tone Defense briefly for a little while. He's a very talented musician, uh, been involved in other projects, other genres of music as well. And then we got Matthias Kasma. Uh, he's, uh, he's our drummer. He's German. And HK, he's he's from where Ray and I grew up, and he is our guitar player. So um, we got three Germans, my, well, myself and, and um, Anthony from, from here. He lives with me in New York, actually, so. And it's been working out pretty good with everyone being so far abroad like that? Yes, it works out because what we do is we basically have these intense phases where we get together. Right before we go on tour, we'll get together and rehearse for, for, for a week or so. And then when we um, write music, it's the same thing. I'll come over and, and uh, Tony and I will come over and, and stay in Germany for two or three weeks. And we'll just rehearse day and night basically it's like 10 hour days like working you get a lot of stuff accomplished and I mean you know technology now I mean with the web with the worldwide web and, and you know you get a lot of stuff done right you don't you almost have to, don't even have to meet almost trade no. shapes and I mean the cool thing is when we do meet it's very intense and it's almost better because you, you're not sidetracked. There are no girlfriends, no no wives, really, you know. It's, it's like music. Everybody's off. Nobody's doing any other work. It's just all music 24-7. I must say, I enjoy that because, you know, you're with your best friends, basically. You do what you love the most, and you get the best results. Because it's so intense, it kind of shows in your live shows. It shows in the material you write for an album it just all translates into good things i know that you you're in a band you know you if you all live at the same in, uh, in the same vicinity sometimes you know it can be awesome and then sometimes you know you just go through the motions and it's not a bad thing that's part of being in a band and part of living kind of close right it's a different kind of quality it just has a different vibe to it, which um, which I can appreciate as well, but for the situation that I'm in right now, I think it's actually, it's working out in our favor. 
it sounds more ideal that way honestly i can understand that fully because it's almost like when you especially when you're on the road you're living together and you almost you, exactly. it's or like in relationships or whatnot any relationship whether it be you know a, a loving relationship yep. or one one with between friends you're gonna find those things out about someone and you're gonna be stepping on their toes and the same with Absolutely. working in a band and especially when you're hashing out hashing it out playing the same songs over and over to where it sounds like and yeah in your situation everyone's on the same page and they're doing what they got to do on their time and then everyone just comes together and that fire just starts burning together and that's perfectly put <laughs> so talking about yeah. the formation of Exumer, what was the connection to uh, Tartaros, or however you would pronounce that? Was it just uh, oh. pre-Exumer, pre or was it a completely different was, band? Uh, it was my band, and it was something that was my very first project. I had the drummer, Syke, who actually ended up being an Exumer, play drums for that project. So that's the connection. Uh, I was playing bass and singing in Tartaros. It was very kind of raw, you know, immature, first attempt to, to do something. I mean, at the time, I was taking it really serious. I mean, that's all I did was I played music. I wasn't in school. I mean, I, I mean, like, <laughs> so to me, it was that, and there, there, nothing else would matter. But it was a very short-lived project, actually. Uh, it kind of lasted maybe a little less than a year or so. And then after that, when uh, Exumer. So kind of just turned into Exumer more or less then? More or less. But I had a clearer vision for Exumer than I had with Pachos. That was more like uh, me getting, you know, my feet wet and just kind of seeing where, what I could do. When I formed Exumer, I had listened to Bounded by Blood for almost a good year because back then that record was actually out on cassette before it was out on, on vinyl. That record, it took the label about a year to release it. Mm -hmm. And we all were connected to everybody so that we had the advanced tapes from Brown and Blood way before it was released. And also um, Slayer Salawaits was out, all that stuff by the time I was, you know, I was completely immersed into a certain sound. Mm -hmm. and a, a, a much clearer vision of what a, uh, what a humor should sound like. I love all the stuff like Venom and Russian Faith and, and, and whatever, but it didn't sound like anything like that. Whereas with the humor, we definitely wanted the band the band to sound like the things that we actually listened to. And you were also involved with a band called Mayhem. How did you end up pursuing a band that, you know, at the time, Mayhem, it was, you know, obviously everyone knows what Mayhem is, and as you know, it's like the word, you know, death or devastation. You know, it's a big, big word that everyone's going to be jumping on that band name, and, and instead, you know, you go along with a little more obscure name, Exumer, and one that's spelled, you know, incorrectly as well. Mayhem was more like, a, that was more like a fun project that we did um, between Mike. Uh, Mike was, um, he used to be the president for the Necromantic Union or whatever, um, the Hellhammer Fan Club, okay. and, which later on be became the, the, um, the fan club of Celtic Flash. And um, I call him Celtic. I don't know if everybody calls him Celtic. Or yeah, but, it's hit or um, miss. So uh, him and I were friends, and we were like, oh, let's, let's do a project that, that could be super extreme and very raw. 
And that's what that was. That was in between Tatras and, and Exuber, but it was never really a band band. It was two guys in a, in a recording studio with a bunch of gadgets and just putting stuff together and just kind of coming up with, trying to come up with eerie extreme music. Even the band name was just like, oh, let's call it that. That was uh, like very early 1985, like February or March or something, like really like winter of 85. I don't even know if the Norwegian mayhem was found back then. I don't know if around. Yeah, I'm not I sure. They- I think pretty close to that time, but nonetheless, even if they were, it was, it's nothing like today. You know, you probably wouldn't have known because <laughs> it wasn't like they were no, signed no, no, or no. big yet. No, you know? absolutely not. Yeah. They were so still killing each point. other or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, it was it was really it, it really is a different animal at that point, right? So, um, and it never really took off or anything. We never did anything with it. Nevertheless, uh, those tapes exist. They ended up on a release um, from Chaos Master in Puerto Rico. So, oh, really? Yep. Uh, the Phobic Instinct record, the Tartarus demo, and the Man demo, all on one release. Oh, it's very cool. What is that called? It's just a phobic instinct record, and it has. Uh, I'll send it to you. It's Wonderful. Got a, it's a CD. Yeah, it's a CD. It's got all. Uh, it's got the phobic instinct record and those two demos. So, you know, it has liner notes and all kinds of stuff. So, that's a cool release. What's a phobic instinct album? Is it called for anyone that's listening, interested in finding uh, it's that? It's called uh, a second of thought. And that's for yeah. Chaos, that Chaos Master, that's, they're kind of like this in cahoots with uh, Marquee Records, no? Or am I thinking of something? Right. Well, they were for a long time, for a while. They actually released a, a Sun Defense album. Okay. Uh, that was actually a cooperation between those two. But I don't know if they're still doing stuff together. But, you know, I actually went to Puerto Rico three years ago and hung out with uh, with the guy who was behind um, Chaos Master. He's a real nice guy. What was the whole deal behind dropping the H in Exumer? And are you aware uh, now that there is a new band called Exumer with an H? Yeah, well, the reason, when we were looking for a band name, um, I was thinking real hard. And, and at the time, my dad was like helping me and we were looking, looking to find like a cool name. And then... He actually pointed out the name Exumer, and then I was like, "Yeah, that's a cool, cool name." And then, and then he said, um, and then we said, "Well, maybe we can just take it a step further and make it our own name, and we drop the H." And that's how that whole thing came about. My dad pointed out the name, and then we said, "Well, let's put a twist on it and uh, drop the H." And then, yeah, I, I was aware that like later on a lot. A lot later, actually. Yeah, it's like, it's, I think it was recently, uh, actually, that this band formed. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I knew about it, but it's, it's kind of silly. It's like the same thing as with Slayer. You know, there's like the, the Texas Slayer, and then there's the real Slayer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody cares. It's <laughs> like, I don't care about the Texas Slayer, and nobody else does. You know, I want to hear the name of one. That's what I want to hear. I don't care about, you know. Yeah, where that one I would almost give them and understand because the Texas one was older. Where now with all the technology, metal archives being the biggest one, how would you not know or why would you do that? I mean, it's like saying, "Hey, I got a new band. It's called Death. You know, it's going to be. It's like I I didn't know. I mean, why wouldn't you think so? 
Exumer's a little more obscure of a word, but you got to be pretty much not in the metal to not know that there was already a band called Exumer. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of silly. And, and I mean, we just do anything about it, honestly. We're like, whatever, we don't care, you know? None of their, their fans will ever show up or, like, <laughs> I, I doubt that, you know, anybody cares for, for everybody who... Who knows Exumer knows which one is first and which yeah. one is Exumer. Yeah, you're kind of shooting yourself uh, in the foot. <laughs> it's by doing yeah, that. I mean, yeah, we were never really worried about that. I mean, if, if the band now shows up and calls themselves Exumer without the H, it'll be a different game. I don't know. Right. I mean, no, nobody has done that, so I don't think it's going to happen.
something that I found interesting. And before anyone calls me out on this, yes, I got this from the Nuclear War Now forum. And I did take some of the examples from there because they were funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some of these, but I'm, I'm actually... And I really, I think everyone can relate to this. And I kind of felt good to hear that. There was a thread about it because it was it would definitely probably be something that I probably wouldn't have just came out with uh, randomly because I've always just kind of thought I was the only one that misheard lyrics. You know what the best thing about this, though, is everybody, when they talk about misheard lyrics, it's always that stupid... Uh, there's one by Jimi Hendrix, I think. What, uh, oh, yeah. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. It's like, that's, that's But it's stupid. like something, something, excuse kiss me while I sky. kiss this guy. Yeah. There's a Led Zeppelin one, too, but I can think what it is. But this is awesome. That well, then like there's some- their Creedence Clearwater Revival or CCR where it's, uh, you know, uh, a bathroom on the right when it's, uh, you know, uh, bl- uh, Black Moon or uh, Black Moon. Dark Moon Rising the, or something. Or, yeah. Dark Moon on the Rise. Dark Moon on the Rise or Black Moon on the Rise. Yeah. Shit like that. So anyway, black moon on the rise, because that would be bathroom on the right. Anyway, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. So one of the misconceptions that I actually, and I, this is me. (laughs) Some of these are from me, and these are some some submissions. People are just shit I read or whatever. We did post on Facebook, and I said, I specifically said that if you like this, you're going to get a virtual slap in the face. And well, one person liked it, so. Everyone else commented. So thank you to those honest people. Speaking of the people who uh, like stuff right now, I, my last post, Post Mortem and Andrew Scott Thomas. Thanks for liking that. Yeah, because that does a whole lot of nothing. Pretty much. That's what I'm here for, nothing. So first we kick it off with Sodom's Outbreak of Evil and the lyric in question. This is one that I still think that the, I, I the thing that's I think that they yeah I think it was back then and they're like maybe we should put some I it, it still sounds and, like what it sounds like to me and the misconception is kill Christ which what I still think it sounds like I it's I, st- but the I actual, believe that's what it says but <laughs> the actual lyric is shrill cries ah. is it the German accent is it our ear I'm pretty sure it's the German accent or you know what, you know what's think. odd is it's it's German. And then the Jews killed Christ. Maybe there's some sort of conspiracy. Oh, Probably my not. God. <laughs> I'm just being dick. <laughs> my girlfriend and you are big on the conspiracies. Then, That's huh? a lot. She's pretty cool, by the way. <laughs> Very cool. But she likes her conspiracies for sure. So this there, one there it is. is. Let's start a metal conspiracy. And this is another conspiracy one. Conspiracy for Jesse Ventura's show. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this next one is something I, I, I am... It just makes me laugh. I love this band. I love this song. Yes, God and that is the sultry with the chill within and the lyric in question. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Dude, the lyric I in question. How do you lose your asshole? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Losing your asshole. I'm pretty sure. Let's listen once again. But that's, dude. Even knowing the lyric, it sounds just like it, losing it's, it's your even- asshole. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the lyric is losing your last hope. Yeah, but the I swear. Is losing your asshole. When and I so- first heard this, I was like, "This." Oh, I, I felt sorry for him. I was like, "This guy must somebody so- know somebody that has like Crohn's disease or had colon cancer." Well, it's so funny because uh, I never thought two ways about it. And Jim Sadis from Nunsauter, one of the other few people I ever met that like was a desultory fan before I like you know met more people <laughs> so I grew up in a remote area but uh I, and then he he mentioned he's like yeah he's like it's losing your asshole it sounds like he's saying losing your asshole when it's losing your last hope and I was like I honestly always thought he was saying losing, <laughs> losing your, your asshole, asshole. <laughs> but I never it thought about lyric it. sheets right there or I was like or I, I never really thought about it like if I had to put it in the words if like if a gun to my head and I had to an answer I would have been like he's saying losing your asshole but in my mind I was always thinking like he was maybe saying like you know losing you asshole or something like you know yeah. like you're fucking losing you asshole like I don't know and I and, and I never thought like what does that have to do with the chill within but you know it's just one of those things just it just went like an airplane but speaking of uh the sultry another thing that they do in uh the other in the other song um um passed away yeah. is uh is uh no holy father no holy son uh, can bring you back now forever gone but uh forever gone is the song but no yeah yeah forever passed gone. away no yeah yeah forever gone you're right for the song Forever Gone, DeSaltry has in the beginning, why? Tell me why. We all have to die. No Holy Father, no, no Holy Son. Um, Couldn't bring you back. But he said but the, the best was, he says, is resurrection will never be. But notice, but he says resurrection yeah. will never be. <laughs> no Holy Father, no Holy Son can bring it back now. Forever Gone. Resurrection. Yeah, never, resurrection. Yeah. I, yeah. But next it's up very is cool. the unspeakable band. But back then they weren't. Metallica with um with beep Metallica off of Master of Puppets and the and the lyric Uh, in question is right here. For me, for years, man, it was always fucking playing Monopoly. And I was like, yes, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You know, I was like, fuck yeah. But it's actually pain Monopoly, ritual misery, and it falls with. And that was actually, to my surprise, because I thought it was like he was saying something like, else. Like not some Monopoly. Sort of dis- like, discover, like some sort of hidden meaning between like playing Monopoly, trying to get greedy or something. No, yeah. I mean, I, 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 cause I don't know. Like, I never, I, honestly, I, I didn't. Think two ways about it. Like I heard playing Monopoly. That's just—I <laughs> don't know. I didn't like. I didn't laugh at it or anything as a kid. I just—that's just what it was. Like if I was, I really—I don't know. I. But then again, this is a bad example because I—I really was never a big metal. I, I still—I I, really—if those records didn't exist, I wouldn't give a shit. You know, it, especially this one. This is a boring record, honestly. That is back in nineteen eighty six. Though, when you're thirteen years old, it's a fucking great record. We had that. We had that segment. I was stuff. I, I was uh, ten years old, and I no eighty six. I know, I know, but I was. When ten years old, when oh, I heard it, well, when I'm later, and I didn't, it still was just like, I uh, see but but like but back yeah. in 1986, it was like, right, you know, when you heard, well, you were just playing Monopoly, dude. I was playing Monopoly, right, right. and 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 now I, I don't went know, to jail and didn't pass go. Now this next one might not be as metal of all things, but it's definitely one that applies, and I don't know if it's myth or truth, 
But someone I formerly worked with actually told me about this. But the lyric in question here is coming up. Right here. See, now, what I was told by some, I always thought it was oi. Like, they're just going, oi, oi. But someone told me that it's like, I read somewhere that they're actually saying, hey. And it's the Australian, well, they're from, they're actually, the young brothers are actually from uh, fucking Scotland. And then they moved to Australia, so they got a fucked up accent. It's like a mixture Dude, of two. I, I, Bob I, Scott, well, I don't, I, is he, I didn't know if he was, he's Australian, I think. I thought so. I thought he was from that, I always assumed too. that. But, uh. So it was it was that going for it. But every time I listen to it, I always hear oi. But then again, I go, I can see hey, like hi, hi, hi. I thought it was oi. I always thought it was oi, too, and it says it on the thing. But listen, listen when the multiple voices come in. It sounds like, dude, it, it doesn't tur- sound like hey in an American accent or a British or anything. It's not like it. But if you were to suspend belief and go hi. Hi, it sounds just like that, so I don't you know. Two funny things before we start that. First, when you said listen closely to the second, when, when the second voice comes in, I actually turn, even though I have headphones on, I turned my head towards the speaker. And thirdly, I worked, was trained by <laughs> a girl who was from Scotland and moved to Texas and lived there for 18 years. So you mix a Texas accent with a fucking Scotland accent. Wow. I believe this could crazy. be hey. This could be hey any day of the week. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'll let's, turn my head and listen. So yeah, listen, listening again. Suspend the oi and picture hi, hi. Put your middle finger to your thumb and breathe through your nose. Oi, 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 oi. Oi, it's for sure. Oi. It's oi. right here. No. Hi, 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 hi. You know what no, it sounds it's, like? It's fucking. It's gotta be oi. It's it's like when Asians, like Japanese, go hey, like to say thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> oi, hey, and it kicks in. Oh, oh you're you're right, you're right. But uh, and that's then, not as cool as losing your asshole, though. No, no, no. Well, but actually, this that is, would be this very is pretty uncool. good. This is good too. And this is merciful fate with comes to the Sabbath. And here is the lyric in question. Right here. Whoa! I totally heard it. So the lyric in the lyric <laughs> is later on the rusty vaginas. <laughs> Listen again. But I totally I heard vaginas for sure. Right here. I I you hear it. This one I don't I hear rusty, hear but I, I hear master. But someone else put no, no, it's monster vaginas. <laughs> which I, I was like, all right, I could give Dude, that. I totally hear the master will join us, but I, I hear that it's too. Funnier but, to think the master vagina or the like, monster vagina. Here, do it again, do it again. But insert like just now, just picture vaginas, vagina. and you will hear it though. So you hear it, you hear it, right? Yeah. Later on, the I master the 
vaginas. <laughs> we'll join us, but vaginas. I mean, I, it, I I always knew it was later on the master will join us, but I saw that and I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, it was actually, this one I don't have an example for, but I mean, I'm just going to skip. Well, okay. There was a Crucify Mortals one when we were in the studio, we were doing it, and the dude that was mixing it. <laughs> he can't, he's like, hey, this is the part where you say, I want to tickle your feet. I'm just like, I... Why would I ever say that? <laughs> and he's like, See, was, he's, I'm like, where, 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 where? And he puts, I was like, you know, it's acquire the taste for their feast. Play it, dude. Just play it. I, I don't have it. Oh, yeah. How do we not have you? Because I didn't picture fucking playing that. That anyone gives a shit. So they give a shit, dude. Play. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> Google it and find it. It isn't on there. Right, I so tried. Those that don't fucking. I'll just cut that, Skip. No, don't cut it. Keep it in there. All right. Well, that's for ominous creatures. For any of you Crucify Mortals fans, look up your records and you'll find that one. And I don't know. Look it up and listen, I guess. Uh, Next is Obituary was slowly rewrought. And the lyric in question I didn't realize was in multiple places. But right here off the bat. We're just going to listen for a little bit, but it was right there in the beginning. Hey, try that again. Here, listen to that word. Any second now. Maybe not. It's too much to add. Here we go. This word right here. (laughs) They're on the beach, man. Wait, we were talking. Try that again. <laughs> the, lyric, the the real lyric is well, no one knows, cool. but the, the what we hear is volleyball. Join me slowly, we rot. And I didn't realize it was right there in the beginning when it shows up, when it starts to get thrashy. He's like, volleyball. <laughs> but he keeps saying volleyball. I mean, I just, that's totally what it is. Is that not volleyball? Hey, do it again. Do it. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Right here, volleyball. <laughs> it's definitely- nice serve volleyball. We joined- def- wait, wait, wait. This is what it should be like, though. <laughs> Donk. Nice serve. <laughs> Get it. Five serving seven. <laughs> but it's actually now on metal. This is off metal archive. See, now I always went along that slowly we rot by obituary. The album meant that if you played beach volleyball and you got eaten by sharks, slowly you'd rot. No, it meant that it didn't have any fucking lyrics. He was just. But if you go to metal archives, it does have lyrics. So according to metal archives, the lyrics are fight them all. Join me. Slowly we rot. I don't fucking hear anything but volleyball. I'm just saying. I thought he says volleyball. You're serving me now. Dude, you're talking right over it. I know. (laughs) Holy volleyball. Volleyball, serve me the ball or you'll die. There's no way you can. Yeah, there's no way you can. 
fight them all. You can. It's volleyball. Fight them all. Join, <laughs> no, it's fucking volleyball, dude. That's just what he says. Uh, and so next is Deicide with Dead by Dawn, and the lyric in question is. Coming up right here. Right here. Funny. <laughs> and the lyric, <laughs> what you hear is feed my, my dog, dog. <laughs> which I fucking hear totally now. Like, like, dude, it'd be even, which is the real lyric is dead by dawn, hence the name of the song. But I totally, like, I was like, what? Feed my dog. And now I, I fucking, dude, I, it would be so much funnier if it was like this. Wait. Bitch. 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 <laughs> bitch feed my dog <laughs> like I don't know I just be so much funnier if you just threw a bitch in there <laughs> that would be quite funny actually and it would be kind of uh, in a way relating Racist. to a dog and this gets really kind of lame but Sacred Reich's American Way and the lyric in question is <laughs> See, I always thought it was daddy left a gift today. And now I have something furthermore to say about that. If you're writing a metal song, you don't say daddy. Okay? Yeah. But it's really daddy left again today. And I guess that one's not as far off and as cool and funny. So we're just going to skip the rest of that. (laughs) With Metal Lucifer, Flight of Iron Pegasus. Now, this one totally might... Totally took me by shock when I fucking found out what it really was. Because the lyric in question really was this. Not that. Right here. I have no idea what the fuck he's ever said there. Really, dude, it's totally. I always thought it was just like a chant. Just going, ah, like, I, I honestly, I remember when I got that album, I was like, I fucking love that song where he's like, ah, well, not, well, not, ah. I, I, I and then I fucking led the real lyrics and he's saying flights of iron Pegasus. He's fucking, and he totally is saying that flight of iron Pegasus. Like, listen. The accent, I just, I honestly, I, I thought it was. Well, what? Uh, 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 uh. well the, the, the giveaway is when the name of the song, and then you listen, and then maybe. Yeah, but I, I was always like, why is that song called Flight of Iron Pegasus? He doesn't even say it. <laughs> and here's a classic that will never die. Coming up here. Now, the lyric in question there, now, I according always, to the guy we talked to on the phone, those are satanic lyrics, but if you change them, you can be okay. So maybe changing them the way we are, we're on our way to salvation. And that salvation, is actually Reaper. right before the, we 
post those phone calls. Oh. <laughs> so you'll hear in the phone <laughs> conversation coming up next how we've changed the lyrics. We might be singing Salvation here. Yes, but you might be so- safe. But instead, well, well, no, you could change the lyrics to what we thought we heard. And Met- this is fitting for that phone call. Yeah, by the way. I kind of figured because I always thought it was metal wounds start healing. Who wants to play? When Jesus. it's really actually mental wounds not healing. Who and what's to blame? And I guess Satan. I guess me. Yes, I guess Satan is to blame. And I guess it's pretty much the same. I hear the correct lyrics. I some songs you just can't like that, not. Who and what's to blame? I I, I hear like hand in to I I can't. It's there if you listen closely, but I always thought it said who wants to play. <laughs> you know, I, metal wounds not healing, and who wants to play? And this one was actually funny, and uh, I wonder if a lot of people from different <laughs> countries get this because I, I think it was posted by a Polish dude. But the the lyric in question is, for merciful fate, nuns have no fun. Certain spelling. See, now the, the, the lyric in question, what was heard was C-U-N-T. T E A, as in the drink. T. As in S-E-E. But it's actually spelled C U N T. Cunt. And I always had a rule like, don't spell something in a metal song. But then someone pointed out to me that, well, King Diamond c- spells cunt. I was like, I guess you could spell stuff in a metal song. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, Reaper, can you turn it up? I can't hear it, Paul. <laughs> oh, 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 Eddie oh. said, and you will be the death of me. Eddie, who? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> How did I, I? And then, now this is fucking funny, but Massacre's death in hell is in question. And the lyric in question is. He, he just yells it out right here. Yeah, so anyone with ears thinks that he says, right. No. I hear rot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the funny story about that is Nunslaughter covered that song while I was in the band. And Dom was trying to get the lyrics to that song because no one has the lyrics to that song. So they never re-recorded it other than the demos. So some dude had the translation because Cam Lee, for whatever reason, didn't have the demos. And it was like it was t- all the lyrics like that were clearly obvious were totally off. And it's like, you know, pass the souls into the the right hand pass go to heaven free and like and then it's like right <laughs> instead of <laughs> rot where it's like dude it's fucking obvious that he says rot not right i mean who who other than james hetfield goes right <laughs> yeah yeah so now grind crusher from facebook thank you grind crusher for replying he uh said that in a crucified mortal song sorted treachery he had a lyric in question, which is. I hate listening to my own thing, man. Yeah. 
I hear not a yeah. What do you hear? I well, reading a, the voice of her sister. I definitely don't hear assistant, but yeah, it, no. It's uh, the the lyric the lyric that is heard is as she dies, she speaks in the voice of her assistant, the priest. He lends his ear, but is shot for what he hears. And now those I, parts I, I, I hear, can hear. A, but I hear assistant. Listen, listen. Wait, wait. You want to suspend suspend. Yeah. Right here. I'll give him shot. I hear. I give him shot, and I hear. Uh, I but still for her assistant. I can fathom I hear sister. I can. I can fathom I, shot, not shocked. I can. I can fathom assistant. Actually, can now you? Now that I give it, because you gotta like, with the but the the real lyric is, um, as she dies, she as she dies, she speaks in the voice of her sister, the priest. He lends his ear, but is shocked at what he hears. Not the the priest. As she dies, she speaks in the voice of her assistant. But if you listen, you can hear assistant. You you have to uh, attach. Um, uh, in the voice of her sister, uh, you have to like immediately like put those two words together. Like voice uh, of her uh, assistant. Yeah. So yeah, that's still kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it still kind of goes along with the story of the song. That's why they're not like as cool of lyrics. But <laughs> and the other one is uh, from uh, Eddie's butt buddy because he talks to him all, all talks about him all the time. Ash Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. <laughs> Eddie loves you, though. <laughs> this wow. is Motley Crue with Bastard. And the lyric in question is... Coming up right here. Honestly, I always thought he said one eye whore too. <laughs> well, that's what yeah, that's what everyone says is he he or that's what Ash said is he thinks it's one eye whore. See, for me, I thought it was what I want, what I want, like he was I, saying what like I the, whore, what I want, like I thought he said like what I want, you know, kind of like that. What I well, I and, and now that I listen to, it, I was like, wow, he totally is saying one eye whore, I but the so. lyrics really is whoa whoa. But I don't hear that either. I hear one eye whore. <laughs> That's what I hear, dude. Listen. I got your dick in the news, too. Right here. One eye. There's no way he is saying, whoa, oh, whoa. And then whoa, later oh, on. Oh. In the, in, There's no fucking way He's saying one eye whore <laughs> He is And then he says one I got your whore. dick in the noose I swear he says that too Alright well let's keep going Oh wow he, he does says, I, You gotta get your dick I in the noose I got your dick in the noose I'm gonna pump at your face <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's Yeah so that's totally awesome. what he's saying Oh, oh! The next and, and that's actually I when I was a kid listening to that. That's what I thought he like. I, I pictured, always I pictured like you know there's someone I'd whore that he was pissed at, and then he's now yelling at the dude that was. See, I always there. thought it was 
what I want. I'm like, what I want. Like, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. But, dude, there's no way it's, whoa, whoa. It's one eyed whore and I got whoa, you. Whoa, oh. There's because you were banging yeah. my one eyed whore. It says, whoa, oh, whoa. Wait, whoa, oh, oh. There's no way he's saying, whoa, oh. Like, the, you just, whore. Yeah, you just came and do it. Like, whoa, oh. Maybe. Uh, no, there's, it's one eye whore <laughs> or what I want. One of the two. One eye whore is definitely more in tune, but if I were to find out it was what I want, I would. that would make sense. I, I could see that, but whoa, oh, oh, no way. There's no fucking way that's the real lyric. That's what it's, they say. I think it it's one eye whore. That's and not I the real lyric, got his dick, I swear he's got his dick in the news, too. <laughs> well, the next is another classic. And right off the bat, the lyric in question is, after this sentence... This one fucking had me laughing because I was like, what are you talking about? And then I fucking listened to it. I was like, holy That's shit. That's the first time I've actually. Oh, dude, isn't that what he's saying? The fucking, what we hear is, you know, you know about the story about blah, 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 die by my hand and pulls a blood, clutch your yourself as you fall. My name's Tony. I've got some bacon. <laughs> when it's really mindless tyranny, forgotten victims. And I'm going to point out right here, I'm going to sing My Name's Tony so anyone that doesn't know what the hell's going on. That's spot on. It's great. Now you're going to listen without me and Eddie doing it. So it's fucking, that's what it is. That's what he's saying, dude. There's no way he's saying mindless tyranny, forgotten victims. He's saying, my name is Tony. I've got some bacon. (laughs) Right here. Tony, what are you saying? Oh, my name's Tony. I've got some bacon. <laughs> Isn't that what he's saying? I apparently wait, by my reaction, yes. Wait, that's what let's he's try saying. try listening to that part and going mindless tyranny, forgotten victims. There's no fucking way he's saying that. He's saying my name's Tony. I've got some bacon. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I actually, oh. I did hear, I did hear, oh. Mar- <laughs> I did hear mindless tyranny, forgotten victims, but it's, it sounds way more like my name's Tony. Yeah, I've got some bacon. <laughs> I've got some bacon. I gotta hear Holy it again. Shit. It's so fucking oh, funny. It's fucking. <laughs> Holy shit, that My makes me have to pee. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest fucking one. <laughs> that's probably, yeah. And uh, here's the other lyric in question by Slayer with raining blood. 
<laughs> Which is the, what we hear is raining blood from a lobster in the sky. Three inch horror. Which is Eddie. <laughs> Dreaming destruction. Now I shout raining blood. Where the real lyrics are raining blood from a lacerated sky. Bleeding its horror. Creating my structure. Now I shall rain in blood. But I fucking hear the three inch lobster, dude. <laughs> That's like, no, the three, the, it's a, from a... Raining from a lobster in the sky, then three inch yeah. shore. Raining blood! Well, that would make it a crawfish. Dude, this one's great. Hold on. From a lobster in the sky! <laughs> I've never heard that. I like from a lobster in the sky, three inch hard, dreaming destruction. Now I shout raining blood. That's better, dude. That's, <laughs> That's way better. Fucking great. You know, they should re-record that and just do that. Dude, that would be great. Like an album so that's like just all kill like. Them all <laughs> yes, kill them all. That's not happening. That we got so it's like the we fell for that goddamn joke. You did. Uh, no, you did too. I know. Yeah, fuck you. Well, it's only because you believe it. Lulu shit. <laughs> of course. Impiety has a new fucking record out, so buy it. And here's Impiety with ceremonial Necrochrist redesecration. <laughs>
was a submission from War Breath with the song Wanderer. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, remember to check out the links on our website to the playlist for any of these bands, whether it be something that you can purchase or something you can find more information about. The people are submitting their stuff, obviously, so people can get familiar with their stuff. So uh, show your support. Show your support for the show uh, that is available at our website, which is simply hellsheadbangers.com slash hellcast. So anyone that isn't listening on our website, then you can uh, go ahead and navigate there to find out any of the songs that you've heard on this episode and for the past and for the future. So check that out. So Eddie called up a religious help service in disguise as a young man. Hence, you will hear the hilarious baby voice. <laughs> and when the guy calls him out on well, not so much, but it's, it's pretty fucking funny, I think. Uh, one of the added humors to it all. But he calls it up and gets this older fella who is a... Uh, very judgmental in ways, uh, and you will shortly seem for, see for yourself. But then somewhere along the line, I don't know, the Lord intervened somehow because there's some strange stuff going on in between the phone call. But then even more uh, strange enough, though, that the, the first call abruptly ends. So we call again then, and uh, Eddie gets someone else. He gets a different guy with a, a different perspective on things, which was kind of weird that's like hey this is a place that you know is trying to help you out but then one guy's telling you one thing and guy want, the other guy is firmly disagreeing with another and seemingly enough doing a lot of drugs or something that has really got him very very hyper so it's a very entertaining uh conversation nonetheless and again both calls had like something really weird going on uh intercepting so i, I don't know if it's the lord trying to bust in on our satanic or ungodly freaking joke or whatever you want to call it but needless to say this is it is what it is and there's two phone calls so the dial tone will separate them both and uh here you go check them out and enjoy what should my name be rufus thank you for calling to speak with someone in english press one welcome to ministries we are here to help those with questions about how to have a relationship with jesus our goal is to share the gospel message so that every caller understands the importance of a personal and saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Hello, my name is Jack. How can we help you today? Hi, Jack. Um, my name is Manny. How are you? It's what? Manny. Manny, hi, Manny. Hi, how are you? Good, uh, blessed. How about you? Good. I'm questioning whether I am or not. I, uh... I listen to a lot of heavy metal music, and I try okay. to be faithful and religious, but it makes me not be listening to it sometimes because it's so dark and evil sometimes, right. and they sing about debauchery and Satan and fornicating with women, fornicating with women. I, I'm questioning my faith and wondering if I'm going to end up burning in the lake of fire for eternity, if that really exists. Well, I mean, it has to know it exists because God talked about it, Christ talked about it, and you know, he said, narrows the way and brought his way to destruction. So I think, you know, Manny, you're playing with your soul. And uh, what does what does that uh, heavy metal do for you? It makes I me mean, feel... I it, mean, it just makes you more depressed and, and have bad thoughts. 
So I, I guess I don't understand why you'd listen to it. Well, it makes me have good thoughts because I feel really good listening to it. But then I go to church and my mom and dad, they tell me I'm bad for listening to it. And I start to wonder, really, what's going to happen to me? Well, I mean, I think your soul is in jeopardy. So I, I don't know how something about fornication and and having sex and all that kind of stuff, how can make you happy unless you're living in a fantasy land or fantasy world? Well, I read in the Bible one time that... No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think I read one time in the Bible where they said to be fruitful and multiply, but then at church they tell me that I, I, sh- I shouldn't do that, so I'm really confused. Because on the one hand, that sounds fun, but then I don't want to go to hell because I listen to good music that I really like, but... And then the Bible tells me to be fruitful and multiply, so I, I, I don't really understand. Okay, how does how does he want you to be fruitful and multiply? In other words, if you're not married, you'd like to be married, because that's how you can have children, have godly children, and raise them up in the way of the Lord. And so that's one way of being fruitful and multiply. Also, if you're a farmer, you can plant good seed and bring forth a good crop. Plus, if you're a Christian, you can tithe and really expand the kingdom of God. And if you're part of the body of Christ... That means that if it says in 1 Corinthians 12, every member has a gift for the good of the body. So that, that's why you're going to multiply. In other words, if you know the Lord, you should be able to testify to other people, here's what the Lord's done for me. So that's what be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. If you look at Galatians uh, 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Which, fruit of the Spirit is love, kindness, gentleness, patience, things like that. Which so book if that's not developing your life, then you need down. to really consider. Pardon me? Which which. Bible verse was that? I want to write that down. Galatians 5. Galatians 5, okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You know, you, That's right, you look at the whole thing, and it says the way the people that, that aren't going to go to heaven are the people that are involved in ungodly you know, lifestyles. So read the first part. It says the works of the flesh are these, manifest adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, seditions, strife, heresies, etc. Now, the fruit of the Spirit this is verse 22. So it's a Galatians 5:19 that starts with, and here's the opposite. The fruit of the Spirit is love, to love people unconditionally, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, against the sisters, no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lusts, affections and lusts. So... If you listen to heavy music and you become lustful, or you agree with the fornication or whatever, it, it, you know, or you know whatever the evil part is, I mean, you're you're having bad fruit, not good fruit. Well, I feel very lascivious right? at times. You said that Bible said not to. Why would it feel so good if God made me? And and listening to that because music makes me feel flesh. that much better. Your flesh wants to do. Your flesh wants to feel good and do what it wants. But it wants to be God. That's why I, but there, we're there, made in the image of God, right? And if we're made in the image are, of God, then I mean, he's he making you, that music too, right? Or am I wrong? Is that the devil? No, you're wrong. That's the devil. It's like this. God made us in, in his image, but he also gives people a choice. So you can do what you want with your life, Manny, but you also have a choice. So if you look at it, Adam and Eve believed the devil and they were deceived, and the devil swore them, you surely will not die. Well, they didn't die physically right away. They died spiritually. So God made them leave uh, Eve, I mean, Eden, 
so that they would no longer have a relationship with him. He used to talk, come and talk with them and, and just enjoy each other. And that's what he said, be fruitful and multiply. But because he believed what the devil says, and it sounds like you're doing the same thing. Well, sometimes these things are all to gratify your flesh. But sometimes it's not even the flesh. Really? I listen to heavy metal music, and they back when I read about like the 80s and 90s when there was the Cold War and there was going to be world destruction and the end of the world, just like it said in the Bible, and, and heavy metal music sings about that, but people say it's bad then, but I read in the Bible it says the same thing, and I, I don't understand why one would be wrong and the other would be right just because it's written in a book versus being sing about. Well, it's like this. So you know yourself that heavy metal does not glorify God, that glorifies self and lust and sex and all that, right? I guess and, so. And why, why, is there, uh, why is there a problem in, in Revelation and the coming of the end of the world? Because people were evil and they wanted to be their own God and worship the devil when he comes back. So I'm, I'm evil for that? You, you're making a bad choice, Manny. You're not evil ex- except unless you agree with it. In other words, I, I don't know if you know, but we're made of body, soul, and spirit. Your spirit man is made in Christ's image and wants to be like Christ. Your flesh wants to be like uh, Adam and Eve and live in, in the flesh and do what feels good, have sex, all that kind of junk. And your soul is what's having the battle going on that you're talking about right now. So if, you're, if your soul, your mind, will, and emotions agrees with what the Spirit says, you'll get rid of the heavy metal and realize what a detriment it's going to be to your life and possible eternal destruction. What should well, I listen you to with the Holy Spirit, Pardon me? What should I listen to? Well, I would definitely not listen to black, the heavy metal because it doesn't glorify God. It glorifies the enemy and, and the sex and all that. What so if it's a Christian if heavy metal band? Then listen, pardon me? What if it's a Christian heavy metal band? Like Christian I don't like metal. that either. Why, I mean, why it's not? better than the other stuff, that's for sure. Why don't you like that? Pardon me? Why is that not good? Because generally there's a beat to it that's not really godly. And if you'll... Do some research, you'll find a lot of the beat comes from uh, ungodly worship. And oftentimes, uh, I've heard testimonies where people were full of the devil, that they had a demon, and they recognized that certain beats really got them excited and was giving a message to our spirit man that was ungodly. What, what do you listen to? I listen to Christian music, but mainly I listen to Christian radio that, that gives me uplifting choices to go with God, go deeper with God, and things like that. Do you ever watch a seminar club? It's a Christian I've radio program before, or yes. TV program. Pardon me? Yes, I've seen that before. Okay. Well, they have all sorts of testimonies that people that miraculously get healed. There was a, a guy on that had a terrible, um, he had a tumor under his arm, a lymph node, and he was supposed to die, but people started praying and he prayed to the Lord, and he got uh, healed with the help of a doctor. And even the doctor said it was a miracle that he was getting a few days to live. That was on today's program. So things like that are uplifting and let you know what's really going on and the possibility. And what happened was his wife and his church members were really praying for him. So, and so that to me is uplifting, is encouraging and to me. And what, one of the things she said, you can look at, look at it today, she said that I decided, Lord's Prayer, you know, that heaven would be like on earth. Well, she said, in heaven there's no sickness, there's no cancer, there's none of the bad things. So she asked God to send heaven down to her husband, and they got rid of the cancer. 
do you think me listening to heavy metal music with the beat that's driven maybe by sex, drugs, and rock and roll will make me have cancer and and maybe like even die from it and then go to hell because I listen to driving music with uh, beats? I, I play guitar and I play drums. I don't know what else to do with my life then if I don't have music. What should I do? I really would feel lost you, without you play it. it. To glorify God, if you think... I was just I was just reading about uh, Saul when he had a demon come up to him that hey they would call for David who would play godly Christian music to him that soothed them and helped them with the devil that was trying to, to uh, possess him and really eventually was involved with his death and you need to know that you make choices Manny and it's your free choice but why if you want to go to heaven you believe there's a heaven and you don't want to go to hell why would you uh, it's like playing Russian roulette. Why would you take a chance? Well, what about my friends that listen to music? What if they don't go to heaven, but they're they're really good people? They just listen to to music they like, and I'm concerned about them. And then I would not want to to be in eternity without my friends because they're my friends. I love them. God gives everybody a choice, Manny, and and God says this is the way it is, and you decide. Your friend, there's nobody really good because God says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and basically most people worship themselves. Then you you really being uh, uh, confused because you make God first, and He loves people and loves everybody, and He sends Christ to die for everybody. Well, then but why he would also God gives everybody a choice? Then why would God put? put us here and make all this really neat music and then and do this to me makes it really hard because I love my mom and dad I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them and then the music keeps me here because that's that keeps me from being depressed why why is God doing this to me then God has given you a choice Manny like he gives everybody else you can listen to ungodly music and you'll pay the price and it will separate you from God because it's not worshiping God it's worshiping the devil and the lust of the flesh, fornication, masturbation, all that kind of stuff. So you have to decide. So it makes you feel good. Well, Christians don't live by feelings. They they live by what the Word of God says. You have a choice. So why can't you uh, play godly music like Amazing Grace or something, write some really good Christian songs? Maybe I can learn to sing in tongues. That part about masturbation, that's really bad. Am I going to go to hell for that too? For example, okay, I'm married, okay, so I don't have to worry about masturbation. I don't know how old you are, but you sound like you're 30 or 40, so you have to decide. You can do it God's way, and that's why women are there to, as you said, be fruitful and multiply. So well, that's you the- have to decide and ask God. There's, there's scripture in, in the Old Testament that says when you let your sperm come out and fall on the ground, it's sin. So you tell me. But God will decide. What will he decide? Whether or not you're really walking with God or not is one thing if you're trying and making Christ your Lord and Master. If he's your Lord and Master, he's going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit, through Scripture, and saying, here it is, Manny, okay? Now, tell me, what are you, what are you bearing in your life? Are you bearing love, unconditional love? I was. Is that heavy metal giving you that? Well, it was. And How about joy? Real joy? Yes, but she left because of my music. And... My brother, my brother, who's, he's a little older than me, but he says I'm a wimp for believing. Manny? Hello? 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 And a very blessed week from Needham Ministries. My name is Rob. How can we help you today in your walk with Jesus Christ? Hi, Rob. I, I might have been talking to you earlier. I don't remember. Um, 
I think I got disconnected. I, I was talking oh. to somebody. I I love heavy metal music, and I it's making me question my faith. Um, oh, okay. No, you're talking to me, but I can certainly give you some good insights on that. Good. I um well, mm-hmm. I was talking to the guy about heavy metal music and how it makes me feel, and he said things mm-hmm. like that the driving beat was made by the devil, and um, mm-hmm. I asked him, well, what about Christian heavy metal? And he said that was the same thing. Not true at all. Not true at all. What made classical music good or bad? You know, what made Mozart versus, let's say, um, one of the uh, secular composers? Uh, I couldn't mention a few of them, but um, no, it's not the driving beat, my friend. It's the lyrics, okay? Christian heavy metal, and it's not the format you listen to, whether Christian rap, Christian rock, Christian heavy metal, Christian classical. If, if it's good lyrics and it brings you close to the Lord, then it's good, okay? It's sent to you from, from God, right? All forms of music are good, okay? Now, just because the devil decided to warp music, into bands like KISS, Kings and Satan Service, or ACDC, Antichrist, Devil's Children, right? What they did is they took the, the, the good music of the Lord, good chord progressions, good everything, okay? And they added bad satanic lyrics because that's what they believe in, right? Alistair, Bay, uh, Alistair Crowley and Anton LaVey, okay? A satanic Bible. So whoever you worship, right, is, is how the music's going to come out. You know, bands like um, T- Toby Mac, is very, very good because, I mean, his lyrics are all Christian-based. Early 80s band music that was very heavy metal of rock, like Petra, were very, very good because every single song was based upon a scripture. So it has nothing to do with the beat of the music. It has, it has nothing to do with you use guitar or drums. It says, praise the Lord with the lute, the lyre, the flute. Back when they didn't have electric guitars, right? So however you praise the Lord is how you praise the Lord, right? What comes from your heart is what makes the Christian music. That, okay? That's that why sense? I was questioning why he, he, the last guy told me that it was the beat that made it. No. Did, no, a syncopated beat is not going to turn you into why would yeah. he say that then? Because it really kind of confuses me. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand heavy rock or heavy metal. I do because I grew up in that era, right? I grew up listening to bands like um, a Resurrection Band, right? Petra. Uh, listening to good godly music, realizing that there was something wrong with you know, bands like um, Motley Crue, okay? Uh, listening to bands that started out, Nate Tuss, Nate Tuss, Dog C.E., Dog C.E., right? He is God, he is God, backwards. It's like, why do they have to sing it backwards? Because they want us to deliberately program you, right? There's a wonderful tape series I want you to guess by Gary Greenwald. It's called Rockabye Bye Baby. I don't know if it's still available on the web. Uh, his name is Gary Greenwald. Gary Greenwald? Yeah, Gary Greenwald. Uh, he went from coast to coast preaching on what made the devil's music the devil's music and why bands back then, of course, we had bands like Amy Grant, thinking she was evil because she was singing, you know, <laughs> uh, as a child. You know, she should have been a mature adult. She wasn't able to share the gospel yet, right? When she did, uh, was before Baby, it was uh, uh, singing a praise to the Lord and... Uh, that baby, and you know, some of her early stuff, right, 1971, 73, 77. Uh, you know, she's very, very young when she started, about age seven. And everybody says she's not mature enough to share the gospel. Well, <laughs> she grew up in a Christian family. She was born again at probably about age four. And she was always sharing the gospel, right? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, people criticize her. I mean, they've criticized every form of music throughout the ages, right? They probably criticized Mozart. They probably criticized Haydn for writing the Handel's Messiah, right? You know, he's, he's taking a, a repetitive line and repeating it. You know, people are going to get confused, you know. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, where does it say that in the Bible three times? You know, he's misquoting scripture. You know, they probably criticized him too, right? And yet that's one of the greatest works in all of history, the Hannah's Messiah. I, I like that song. It's very powerful. I have an well, older brother, Rufus. <laughs> we both live at home. We've kind of fallen on the hard times, but my older brother, Rufus, I, I call him. That's, that's my nickname for him. Uh, he says I'm a wimp. <laughs> for uh, believing, and uh, h- how do I overcome that? 
Well, you overcome it by taking some good, godly music. I mean, I was in heavy Christian metal, too. I saw only a very heavy metal Christian band. Uh, Holy like, Soldier. One Holy of the best Soldier. bands in all history. You probably know of Michael Sweet from the band Strafer. They all said way back, I, I, I see the interview. Uh, they told Strafer one time, well, you can't be doing that kind of music and call yourself a Christian. And Michael Sweet said, well, take the bumblebee. Aerodynamic-wise, you should not be able to fly. So why does a bee fly? And they all had to shut up, right? A bee technically should not be able to fly based upon his body weight and mass. And based upon his, uh, you know, and as Schreiber says, well, you may not be able to stand God's message through heavy metal, and that's fine if you don't like the style, but don't criticize me for being a Christian playing that type of music, because he says that's what I grew up with, and that's what I love. And I, I remember that interview with Michael Sweet, it was on uh, Fox News, and uh, uh, Christians are so qu uh, quick to criticize people for their musical style, or their love of an instrument, or their love of a certain musician. I love Toby Mac. I think he's done some wonderful, wonderful stuff. You know, I've got all the CDs. People say, well, are you worshiping Toby Mac? No, I'm worshiping the God that he loves. He's the same God that I love. Is that so, why yeah, Striper wore black and yellow, to be like a bee? Well, exactly. Bumblebee aerodynamic wise should not be able to fly. And uh, Michael Sweet from Striper said, you know, technically, people don't understand our music. And that's fine if you don't understand the style. If you can't understand me screaming into a mic, something you can't understand. But he says, if you take the lyrics, you take my lyrics sheet out of the, well, back then we had LPs. I look at the lyrics, you'll see exactly what I'm singing. And we had a lot of you know, people um, criticizing back in 1980, and nowadays they're criticizing the new musicians, right? It doesn't matter what you do for the Lord, people are going to criticize you. So you do what God has called you to do. If God has called you to listen to Christian heavy metal, you do that, my friend. There's nothing wrong with a syncopated beat, <laughs> and most bat uh, rock bands are not syncopated anyway. Uh, take disco, well, maybe that was syncopated, right? Now you have a, a, a mirror ball flashing around, you're being hypnotized. Well, you know, I know a lot of Christian clubs here in our city, in Canada, that, you know, uh, finally took down the mirror ball because they said, well, you know, people are criticizing this, but we're still going to have the dance floor, we're still going to have people dancing to gospel music. We had uh, one night of roller skating, strictly Christian music. We had a bigger turnout than all the secular uh, skaters in all the history of that uh, uh, skating club, the roller skating club. So, yeah, I mean, you do what God has called you to do, and I'll tell you, when you're faithful to the Lord, you'll attract the people that really want to get to know the Lord. Like, another question I have is, like, how do I know who to believe? You know, someone tells me that it's I'm going to go to hell for listening to it, but you say it's okay. I like your answer better, because I would imagine God's forgiving, right? I just need to forgive you for something like that, right? You know, we all grew up with uh, a secular rock bands when we were in ignorance, right, when we did not know better. God still forgave us, right? I grew up listening to Motley Crue and Kiss and um, Fist and all the other bands. Once I realized, you know, hey, they're singing something that I don't want to believe, you know? I always wondered about Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, right? Uh, the lyrics of Crazy Train, I used to play it because I like the guitar beats. I'm, I'm a guitarist as well. But I realized, you know, there's something wrong with the lyrics. Uh, there's another band that came out to mock all these bands, and they redid all the secular uh, bands just to prove that Christian music can't exist. Oh, I forget the name of the band. They, they offer one free song from all of their albums. they got ten albums out now. And they started everything from Crazy Train. You know, I'm on the highway to heaven. Praise God for His wonderful grace. I'm on the highway to heaven. I don't have to live, or oh, I have to live by grace. You know, and I mean, they, they mocked every single secular song. I mean, from, from the heaviest metal song, they did a wonderful job of, oh, I don't even know how they did it. I mean, probably most of the heavy metal bands, right, they're in the studio and they have a certain... Uh, I guess guitar pedal you use in a certain and then we did every single song and they did it so perfectly you would not know if you didn't listen carefully to the lyrics that it wasn't the original and I have to really give them credit for that because we have all these MIDI bands that tried to you know redo some work and it's kind of like oh that's horrible <laughs> you know but this band I'm just trying to think of the name of them well, oh I can never there, think of them when I want to there's one Christian band um, As I Lay Dying are you familiar with them uh, no but it's 
probably probably if the, if the lyrics are good, quote me some lyrics from the band. Well, the thing that concerns me about them because they're they're a good Christian band, but the the singer he hired somebody to kill his wife, and um, I'm afraid oh, if, if I listen to it, could I overcome? Even though I really like the music, but what if he's doing something subliminal that makes me want to do something? Well, anybody, like that? well, any, anybody that's not going to live as a Christian, man, we all make mistakes. I mean, if he, if he hasn't repented of that sin, right? Well, then you know he's the one who's held accountable. I wouldn't support his band. I wouldn't support his music. I mean, if, if he hasn't repented, if he hasn't you know turned back to the Lord. That's kind of a hard one. You know, maybe you can rule out one, one or two Christian bands. And I've heard of one or two Christian bands, too, that have gotten divorced. I mean, Michael English went through a huge, long process, but he finally repented and said, yeah, you know, the things I did, I know were wrong, and I want to turn back to the Lord, and I want to get back right with Him. In God's eyes, our sin is separated as far as the East is from the West when we come to repentance, right? For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever will turn from their sins, right, repent, and come to Him by faith alone in Christ alone, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You cannot lose your salvation, my friend. Even if you listen to secular music, I know a couple of friends that have not given up their old LPs of the past, but they're not going to go to hell because of that. So, no, obviously the bad derogatory lyrics and the uh, message conveyed, it's going to have a, an effect on their walk with Jesus Christ, but they're not going to lose their salvation, right? So Once I, saved, always saved. So I can yeah. listen to, like you mentioned, Ozzy Osbourne with Randy Rhodes, Crazy Train, and uh, the music's mm -hmm. okay, it's just, but the lyrics well, aren't. I, I, I wouldn't listen, well, now, now that you know the lyrics are no good, I, would, I wouldn't listen to it, I wouldn't support it. I would actually burn the occultic thing, right? I got rid of all my satanic records. My record collector of my CD collection, I guess now, has grown by about four times what my record collection was. And it's all gospel music, right? I've got more than, I think, 360 great Christian bands that love the Lord. Uh, most of them are heavy metal or uh, a pure guitar, something like Joe Satriani. But once again, I'm not going to listen to Joe Satriani, not because he's not a good, good guitar player, not because there's not bad lyrics in the music, but it's just he, you know, actually, somebody told me he did come to the Lord, so I don't know. I'm kind of confused now whether I they got the old taste or not, because I mean, he's a wonderful guitar player. I learned a lot of stuff from him, but I, I laid all his music aside and somebody told me he was very satanic. But why would the lyrics be bad, but the music's good? What if the devil was there making the music too? Yeah. How would you well, know? No, the devil can't, well, the devil can't make music, right? I mean, if you're a satanic person, you're going to write satanic music, right? If I was worshiping the devil, I was in Anton LaVey and Aleister Crowley in the satanic Bible, right? I might be able to write some great music, but would you want to support me though as a, uh, a, a satanist? No. I mean, I'd rather invest in somebody that says they're a Christian, that loves the Lord. Uh, you know, their music is just as good. So, yeah, check out who you're listening to, right? If they don't support the Christian message, I mean, if they're just mocking Christianity, no matter how good or bad they are, I wouldn't support them. Their music might be great. You might be able to learn a lot of things from it. But I, I wouldn't support them. I wouldn't I wouldn't invest $1 into a secular label, right? So if I well, think you were singing ACDC before, Highway to Hell, the Highway to Heaven, I guess, were the new words. How would they know that it's okay to, to play the music with the different lyrics? Well, see, there's, not, there's nothing satanic about the music, right? I mean, uh, a secular music, musician as well as a Christian musician is going to use one, four, and five. Sometimes, you know, dominant sevens, you know. I mean, we, we were all using the same chord progressions, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because that's given to us by the Lord. I mean, just because the angel was the most musical angel in heaven before he fell, now that he's fallen, right, he's trying to use music, he's trying to use you know, the, the, the tools that he had you know, in, the, in the original creation to try and mislead people, right? Now, he can uh, oppress a believer, but he can't steal your salvation. Now, even with Job, right, you, know, you can do all the things to him you want, but you have to spare his life, right? Every single thing Satan has to do, right, has to go through God. Satan is not omnipresent, he's not omnipotent, he cannot read your thoughts, okay? All, all Satan can do is it were sit on your shoulder whispering in your ear. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's all Satan can do. 
So, you know, you as a Christian cannot be possessed, right? Where the Holy Spirit is, Satan cannot dwell. You know, the Holy Spirit is not going to share a place with some demon, okay? Say, once you're a true Christian, right, you want to support the, the bands and musicians, the people that are, you know, that love the Lord. Um, you know, you can obviously minister to and, and share the gospel with the unsaved, but, uh, you know, don't don't join their team, right? So, you know, would I listen to Ozzy Osbourne again? No. It's not because I don't like the music, it's because I don't like him, <laughs> you know? But what uh, if, what if they have to, the band you were talking about, what if they have to give Ozzy Osbourne or ACDC money for um, using their music? Well, I mean, you, have to, you have to consider the greater good here. Is, is it better to get something good and godly into people's hands? I mean, the NIV version, people said they're not going to support because, you know, the NIV version wanted money. Well, they finally lifted that ban, right? They finally said, well, you know, we're going to give away our Bible for free, too, because every other Bible publishing company was giving everything away for free. So the NIV finally said, you know, look, why are we charging people? You know, that's unfair to say, you know, you have to pay money to be able to read God's words. So they dropped all the bans. So on Blue Letter Bible, for example, blb.org, even the NIV is free now. You can download anything you want off the NIV now for free. That's pretty cool. So as a music mm -hmm. fan that mm -hmm. wants salvation and wants to believe, and I, I want to show my brother, Rufus, it's okay, how, how do I do that and stay strong? And how do I save myself? Well, I'm an I'm electric guitar player. I'm a keyboard player. I'm, I'm a singer as well. And I'm not doing other people's songs because obviously I have to pay them a royalty and I don't want to do that, right? So I write all my own music. I got another writer with the band. We all, we all do original tunes because we just don't want to pay um, secular musicians you know, a penny for already ripping out people's souls, you know, you know, as a teenager, right, you know, not knowing and stepping into the kingdom of darkness and error, you know, I want to make sure our young people understand now there's a difference between good godly music and satanic music, right? There's a difference between a band that worships the devil, I mean, even classical music, right? I can't think of some of the secular or the classical music bands, but a lot of them worship the devil, right? A lot of them are into sexual promiscuity. I've taken, a, you know, class, or, or rock music myself, and I, and I share everything through rock music, right? That's what people like. You know, I just don't call it heavy metal anymore. It's considered hard rock. Um, I, I don't do classical guitar, you know, like uh, Phil Kagey and stuff, but, you know, I, I admire their gift and talent. They're way better guitarists than me. Now, I only know a few chords, <laughs> you know, and I put it through a lot of equalization and, and compressors and stuff to make it sound good. I mean, you can do a lot with just, you know, uh, devices nowadays. Well, that's I why I um, music, I have, no, kind I, of fallen on yeah. hard times. I was I was a music major, and it's hard to to make money. I I, I got to live at home with my mom and dad now. But I I think Tchaikovsky. I thought I read he was gay. Is that bad to listen to his music then? Well, you know, once again, we have no control over their lifestyle, right? I mean, uh, um, some of my friends' music too. I mean, I, I know two musicians that you know work in another band that are also gay. You know, I, I want to keep ministering to them and keep sharing the gospel with them. And as long as they're sharing the gospel, you know, in their music, I'll listen to them, sure. I mean, their personal lifestyle is something, you know, I, I try and challenge them on. I try and share the gospel with them and let them know what the Bible teaches. Whether or not they accept that or not, I have to do it in love and with respect. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll finally, you know, realize that what they're doing is wrong. Only the Holy Spirit can convict, right? I can share the gospel, but only the Holy Spirit can convict the heart and have them change their, change their mind, right? You know, repentance, right? That's 360-degree 360, 360 turn. <laughs> there, yeah. there, there's a band that a friend of mine tried to scare me with, and I remember um, one of the lyrics was "Christians have ruined my way of life." Why would why would he say that? I I don't understand why someone would say that in their music. Well, well what, what's the one big thing that Satan wants to do in all of his music, whether it, whether it's a heavy metal band or whether it's a classical, you know, whatever, whatever type of band? I mean, just, well, I guess Joe Satriani maybe has come to the Lord, though I don't know. You know, what, what turned his heart around, right? People shared the gospel with him and kept on sharing. He kept on playing the same music. But now as a Christian musician, right? I mean, he's doing just these wonderful things. But now all of a sudden, you know, his music is coming from the heart. It's coming from the power of the Holy Spirit, right? 
Now the Holy Spirit is behind him when he does a concert. So what should I do then to now be faithful and kind of free myself from the music that maybe has bad lyrics, but good music? I I would burn all the CDs or scratch them up, throw them in the garbage, you know, so other people can't listen to them. Anything that is not supportive of the Lord, anything that has bad satanic lyrics in it. But getting rid of my CDs, I, I kind of need money since tough times in the economy. Is it okay if I if I sell them? There's record stores that'll buy them, or does that make me? If, if I say you have a satanic Bible and you want to sell it to a bookstore, well, you know they'll buy it off you, sure. And now they're going to resell it to somebody. Well, I mean, I guess they got enough satanic stuff anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you're in hard times, I mean, I guess you know you have to outweigh the good with the bad, right? I mean, if a record store is going to buy your old satanic records, I guess it's up to the person going into that bookstore now to look at them and say, well, I'm not going to buy that. But now I guess it's up to the people that, you know, look at the stuff from the bookstore and say, well, you know, that's not something a Christian should be looking at or listening to. So, I mean, maybe the bookstore gets stuck with a bunch of stuff and realize, hey, we shouldn't be buying satanic junk. And you might actually be able to convert that bookstore seller to say, hey, we're not buying anymore satanic records. People aren't buying them. So, I mean, I guess of all evils, I mean, I guess if you need money... I mean, I think the Lord would overlook that. I don't know. I'd have to really pray about that. I don't know. Well, you know, the Lord will always bless you and deliver you and give you the money that you need. So I don't, I don't think you have to really get desperate and say, well, I'm going to do something deliberately wrong just to get money. I would still say probably shred, shred them or whatever, shred your CDs or bring your albums or whatever. Uh, I, I don't think there's a reason to try and add more corruption to society. I mean, I know the stuff's still out there. They're going to find a way to get it, right? Just because pornography's on the Internet, we're not going to be able to shut down the Internet, right? It's up to people to look at the Internet and say, no, I'm not going to go to that page, Okay. If everybody, you know, smartens up and says, hey, we're not going to support porn anymore, which is not going to happen, obviously. It's the biggest seller. It's even 51% of the Christian community I've heard. <laughs> Yikes. Um, you know, we shouldn't be supporting that kind of stuff. And if we do, well, you know, we're, we're the people that are going to be held accountable to God for that, right? Right. If they're a Christian, if they've given their heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ, well, they're going to heaven. Okay, well then before I sell it, maybe I'll listen to one song last time and then, then I'll repent and then that'll be okay? Well, why do you have to listen to it one more time? It's like the person saying, well, I'm only going to look at pornography today. By the end of the week, once I've taken care of that need, I'm never going to look at pornography again. Well, what's going to happen next week when you're just as um, eager to trot? How comes the pornography again, right? Good it's point. So you maybe know, cold turkey. My very last cigarette. Okay. Hmm? Well, how many people do I know that say, you know, I'm having my very last cigarette. I'm going to quit today after I have one more cigarette. The alcoholic says, this is my very last drink. After this, I'm never going to touch alcohol again. He might even pour the bottle down the drink and say, hey, I'm done with this. What does he do well, two days later? He's back at the liquor store buying more liquor because it's an addiction. And that's the same thing with people listening to, you know, satanic rock, right? It's like, well, this song is so good. i got to listen to it one more time before I get rid of it. You know, Def Leppard, one of my favorite bands. I mean, I was to every single concert as a teen, right? But where you know, pour some sugar on love, baby, right? So at the end, um, Satan, Satan, he will rule. He is God. I'm going like, well, why are they adding up this, uh, a song, you know, pour some sugar on love? Well, he's not talking about pouring sugar on your baby, you know, which make love to her, right? He's talking about doing a satanic act of ritual, right? That's a sat- uh, most, of, most of their songs are a satanic ritual, right? One rock of my and, uh, friends told mm-hmm. me a funny story about Def Leppard, and he said it was punishment for, for what they did. And that the way he, he told me it was in a joke, he said, what has nine arms and stinks? And he said Def Leppard. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know if that's very Christian of me, but um, they're calling me for dinner. Thank okay. you for your time. Um, yeah, well, I grew up in the Rock scene, so if you have any questions, just ask for Rob, or I guess I'll probably be online most times. So, yeah, I don't believe people to give you a bunch of uh, of ideas of their own, you know, this, this syncopated beat, right? I mean, disco was syncopated. Uh, they used to tell us, you know, if you listen to syncopated music, you're going to turn gay. <laughs> well, I used to listen to all of disco music, you know, even from the village people, which I knew was a gay band. I never turned gay, <laughs> you know? So don't listen to their... Uh, uh, stories about, you know, a music format is going to change your lifestyle or change whatever. You know, people say, well, I grew up gay. You know, I was born gay. You know, I've heard, I've heard all the, 
things you know, what my DNA code is different. Now we all have the same number of chromosomes. Uh, some people are left brain, some people are right brain, but that doesn't make a person gay or straight, you know. Yeah. It's a choice we make, right? You know, we, we, we get involved in uh, probably gay porn or something that, as a young person. We're going to grow up thinking, you know, well, this is perfectly fine. We adapt to lifestyle. And then, you know, maybe in our 30s or 40s, we say, hey, I can't change. You know, this is who I am. Well, no, it's not who you are. So it's, it's what you've chosen to be. It's a choice that you've made. You know, the alcoholics, you know, cho- chose to have that first drink. He chooses to keep on drinking. He chooses not to receive help or go to AA or whatever. And he lives in that lifestyle for the rest of his life, right? You know, living past out most of his days. So, yeah, it's a choice we make, right? So the person that has a, a, a habit towards nicotine, right? People say, well, you know, cigarettes are the tool of the devil. It's satanic. No, it's not satanic. It's the lust of the flesh. You know, we're craving something because we fed, fed the flesh. And whatever we feed the flesh, the flesh is going to want more. I guess I'd rather you go there, my friend. I'm sorry. They were yelling at me. Say that again. Oh, I, I guess they're calling you for dinner, are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you go there, my friend. Don't give me a call anytime. We're here 24-7. Hopefully you'll get somebody like me that uh, understands music, understands, you know, that's not... Okay, well, thank it, you. Bless not, you. It, 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 Godspeed. And bless you, my friend. Here's to metal. So there you have the religious perspective of all you heavy metal sinners out there. Why don't you Including- just... Including... Us. Yeah, why don't well, you just for me, it? I think I'm saved now. But I still haven't eaten dinner, fuckers. Well, no, because you didn't... <laughs> I didn't pray hard You're enough. still listening to the same thing, see? So, well, why and would that you... driving beat makes me want to have... Yeah, right. ...sex with unmarried women. So, right. So, instead of it be die by the sword, why don't we all pray to the Lord? You know what, though? Just just don't drop your semen on the floor. Just use a Kleenex, and then I think you're not sinning. Was that what that guy was saying? Oh, and then we never got to talk to that guy. He said, that's what a woman's for. I think he meant that. I think he's a very uh, sexist very, person. I think so. Well, that's what you get married for. So you don't have to drop your nuts on the floor, and then you have all these unwanted children. Fuck that. He's a very judgmental person because I doubt that anyone that's out there that actually looks like sloth from the Goonies is easily just going, yeah, you know, that's just what marriage is for. Oh, yeah. Fuck this. I'm not going to jerk off anymore. <laughs> no. And then you know, not you know? to say that we're not fucking ever judgmental, but it's like, come on. Call oh, the, I know. But pot, we're calling the kettle black. We're totally judgmental. But <laughs> we're calling it out. We're ain't, uh, but you know what? So we do it. That's what fucking humans yeah. do. Fuck off. Yeah, it's That was a load of bullshit. So sorry any Christians out there, but it's a load of well, bullshit. Well, yeah, believe what you want. We don't care, but I whatever. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Reaper. Email me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. I am Eddie. Email me at E-D-D-I-E, Eddie Satan at hellsheadbangers.com. Tune in next time. We will talk to you then. Bye.